0: Yo, what is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Marshall, live, and I am live, and we are back with another episode of The Marshall Gillen Show, streaming live right here from Facebook, on replay here on YouTube, and Spotify, and iTunes, and all the other places that you're listening to podcasts. Hey, listen, today I've got a super special guest. It's actually my psychedelic medicine and spirituality coach, Herb Hey Averitt. I don't know why I just said spirituality all weird like that, but check it out, Gilling Gang. If you are tuning into this one, then there is no doubt you are somebody who is like me. And unless you've been living under a rock, right, there's a good chance that you have heard about psychedelic medicine and the healing abilities of it. And today I went out and invited my good friend, my expert coach, Herb Hey Averitt, on to have a real life discussion about what is plant medicine, how is it working, Is it just something people are doing to get high and party, or are there truly healing benefits and proponents from using it? Hey, coach, what's going on? How are you doing?
1: Good morning, Marshall. I'm doing great. How are you this morning? Thank you so much for having me on here.
0: Okay. I got to ask you straight away. Now, the reels that you've been posting on your page have been awesome, but on those reels, you have a little black dog in your lap. Yeah. This one looks like a much larger golden dog. What's the story? Who's this dog and who's the other one?
1: Um this is suede. He is not feeling well this morning normally here I'll show you velvet is over here she's <laughs> like up, velvet? Next to me. Okay. she's a very jealous little dog, so I had to bring her next to me, but he's feeling really kind of down today He's not moving like he is so he's needing a little extra a little extra a little attention morning
0: I love it now I'm going to ask you something that just came to my mind uh because I want to share with the audience real quick. I met uh, Coach Herb at an event I was hosting uh, in 2022, the summer of 2022. And one of the speakers I had there, um, he was having kind of like a, a little mental and emotional breakdown. He had to step outside and he, he had suffers from panic attacks. And the first thing that I watched Coach Herb do, I didn't know anything really about him. I watched this dude walk out of the, the Airbnb that we had rented and up onto this a ridge where I was standing with the speaker trying to calm him down because he was supposed to go live and like like that now, right? And I watched Coach Herb, doesn't even say anything, walks up behind this guy and he kind of just closes his eyes and he starts doing this energy work. And I know it's energy work at the time. Two years ago, I wouldn't have known it was energy work. And he starts doing this energy work. And I I literally, I know Coach Herb, I've told you this a million times, you've heard this story, but to the audience, the Gilling Gang, I watched this energy, like you couldn't see it, but you could see it. And it was like, pouring water out of a glass almost like that's what i would compare it to and i watched this kid this kid's energy just completely change and all of this anxiety and fear and doubt was literally just being poured out of his body and all coach herb was doing was some energy work so we're going to get into that but coach i preference that because i want to ask you do you feel like you have a connection with animals i mean do you feel like you can feel their energy well as well or is that not something that's really in your your realm
1: um well, there's a yes and no. There's there's life energy. Everybody has it. Um, to say that I can understand dogs, no, I don't have that. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you there's just, you can tell when things are not feeling well or I can. So, um, whether it's it's dogs or people or, you know, sometimes it's like they look happy or whatever, but you can just kind of tell something's wrong. Yeah. And that's kind of a gift I have. So, this morning, like I said, he he's just a little different. Yeah. And so, it's like, I kind of pick up on those things somehow and th- it, I have all, all my life. So this isn't, so this is kind of just how I am.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. You know, and I think that for me, and I, I would say a lot of entrepreneurs as well, you know, we are so busy and so we inundate ourselves with so much stuff that, you know, you and I know it doesn't really matter in this realm. It's like the game that we pretend and we play that we don't even realize these subtle differences, these subtle nuances in, in our own energy. And it's like that lack of being able to tune into our own body is what is causing so much chaos and anxiety and depression and all of these things in modern day society, and especially in modern day entrepreneurs. And I want to have a talk with you about that today. And I want to kind of unpack some of my experiences for our audience so they can kind of figure out where the hell they're at in their life. And I know that you're just a man to do that. But before we get into it, Coach Herb, tell us where you're tuning into from today.
1: Um, I am in Hillsborough, Oregon. It's a little west of Portland. Um, in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, it's actually absolutely gorgeous out here. Um, I live right on the edge of stuff. So I can walk out, I can drive out my door and turn right and go into Hillsboro, Beaverton, Portland and just be in it. And I can go out my door and I can turn left and I can go through a couple of miles of farm fields and then get out into the woods. So I'm like right on the edge of stuff and and more yeah. Wilderness, so it's a lot easier to 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 find my to find the spaces that I need when I need them.
0: No, hundred percent. I want to dive into that because you said something right there that a lot of people are going to listen to if they're not in tune with nature, and they're going to skip right over it. And it's like I can get out into the spaces I need when I need them, and that's specifically one of the things I want to focus on today. And for a lot of people who have been who are on this channel specifically, Herb, this this Facebook account, I've had this Facebook account for like eight years. And so the people who are stu- have stuck around, they've seen me like this for many years. And I lived in San Diego when I started this, uh, started this page, but two and a half years ago, I moved to Montana. I didn't do that on purpose. I know now that it, w- it was for purpose, but um, there was something calling me to the wild. When I was living in San Diego, I-, I had it in my head, it was gonna be Boise, Idaho. It ends up here in the Flathead Valley of Montana, which is the perfect spot for me. But I wanna kind of start there. Because what, what, there is one experience, May, uh, March 20th, 2019, that changed my life forever. It was my first and only experience at the time with psychedelic medicine. I've had three, three experiences with psychedelic medicine since then. I really want to talk about that and kind of dissect that. But what I want to highlight about nature first is it wasn't until that psychedelic medicine experience that I was able to finally, like, I did that in Thailand. I was looking at the trees and for the first time I could see like every shade of green. And I was like, damn, I'm like, nature makes all of these colors. I remember doing, again, I'll get into it, but I remember during the experience, during the journey, I was just laying on the ground, staring at this, this tree that had like bright hot pink leaves. And I was just crying for the first time in my life. I could, like I could see that color. And I was like, you know, I'm in the middle of scaling my speaking business to this first million dollar year, okay? I'm like, I'm doing big time stuff. And what am I doing here laying in the middle of this freaking open field staring at a tree going, oh my God, nature makes that color. And so tell me a little bit about, for maybe the people that are listening, why is it that people have these, these experiences and not with the plant medicine, let's just start very basic. Why is it that when people go out in nature or they go for a hike, why is it that they feel so good? Like, what is it about being out in nature or with the plants or with the trees? What What is it inherently about the human experience that feels like such a deep connection to the wilderness?
1: Um, you know, that's a, that's a really good question. And um, th- there's several parts to that. So one is that humans and people, we are the earth and we are tend to forget that. We get out into the cities, into the money, into the TV, and all of this stuff, and we think that we're not the earth. We think that the earth is something that we live on, Mm. that we take advantage of, but that we're not part of it. But we are. So if you're living on concrete, and if you have rubber-soled shoes, and you're not touching the earth, then you're separating yourself from a lot of who and what you are. So. By by getting out into nature, the 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 clean air is part of it, the vibrational frequencies of the plants, the grounding, the getting back into the earth, because that really is what you are. These these concrete cities, these concrete jungles, these fault these artificial fibers that we all created, they make our lives easier, but at the same time time it separates us a little bit from the actual life so when when you started sense. seeing those colors and you started seeing that other bit that was always there those colors were always there but you were so into this material world that those weren't visible to you because it's, like, oh, it's, just, it's just this green thing over there but here's these buildings here's this car here's this stuff that i know that i interact with and that's just that stuff over there and it's colors
0: yeah and then when you
1: get out there and you finally is like holy cow this is life the air is alive there's little mm. bugs and things flying around you you I, I used to like lay in the grass in the summer and would, would like spot a little pot of bugs flying in a, in a sunbeam and would watch them for, for 20 minutes. And then like one would like drop down. It's like, why'd that drop down? And one would pop back up and then I would look around and the air would be like all over. But I would never see them unless you stop and take a, a look around. But they that is all so integral to life and to actually who and what you are that when you separate yourself from that reality completely and move into the the concrete jungle and the business world and the family and the stress of of life right you lose the aspect of life that makes you
0: human and makes you feel part of everything and and, and alive that totally makes sense man so First off, do me a favor, if you're watching this live right now, whether it's on replay or you're watching it live, if you already know Coach Herb or you know I, do me a favor, give us a like, give us a love, share a comment below, let us know that you're watching, and do me a favor, be a friend, tell a friend, maybe share this to your story, because if you know Coach, then you already know what he has to say is so valuable, and we want to get this to the top of the algorithm, we want to get this in front of as many people as possible, so if you already know him or I, do us a big favor, share this video out, Maybe text it somebody because what we're talking about is something that her but not enough. And I know you whole, I agree. That's why you started this psycho-spirituality coaching program that you have. That's why you're hosting these medicine retreats. That's why you were Mr. Big Shot Entrepreneur who have taken a turn in your life to really do work that's more meaningful to you, but to be able to help empower leaders, but really to heal leaders so we can start to heal that collective. And so if you're watching this right now, do us a favor and share this out. I have a bunch of stuff I want to say about what you just said. But I'm already feeling this like back and forth that I really, really love. So I can already tell her we've talked about it offline, but we're definitely going to have to make this more of a regular thing. And I know that you're down for that. So I I just have so many things. First thing that comes to my mind when you say all of that is I go, okay, well, who decided to separate us from all that stuff? But we're not going to talk about that today. Maybe we'll save that for another episode about what's really going on and why we're disconnected. But I heard something very interesting not that long ago. I was actually reading a book about shamanism and we'll talk about about your friend, Dimitri, the shaman and and what a shaman is and what they do. But the shamanism and studying it has changed my life like in a very profound way. And I read in a book called The Wisdom of Shamans and it said that there's no resistance in nature. Like there's no resistance in nature. Like everything just flows. And so when you go out into nature, your cells fall in alignment with, lack of resistance that's why you feel so free that's why you feel like oh i can't be without my cell phone but then you get out there and there's no signal and you're like oh my god i actually feel way better because we're not
1: not at first the panic's gotta go away because even with all the stuff i know i had my car break down when i was on the backside of crater lake and no signal no phone no nothing and i was stuck with the no sound no no electrical hisses or anything my car died and the only thing out there was bugs and even for me that can get really uncomfortable at times so oh, i bet
0: you know i i was i listened to a podcast um yesterday with this guy named mateus de stefano and he, he talks about having memories from past lives like as far back as i mean like during atlantis times and he, he he's been all over podcasts and he was having a conversation about death um what happens when we die and from his experience that he was sharing, he, he was saying that basically when we die, it doesn't necessarily matter like how good or bad of a person that you've been, it's at what frequency you're resonating with within the universe. And that he believes, well, he doesn't claim to believe, he says he just remembers. So he, he's like, I don't believe it, I just remember it. But he, what he remembers it and shares it with the public is that he says that when you die, the frequency that you go out in is kind of the frequency that you are in, in between those realms. And so as I'm thinking about that, and I'm thinking about being out in nature and the way that it applies to the way that we live our life, the way that he was explaining it yesterday is like trying to find the joy and the silence of being alive is a lot, is like one of the main parts of the of the job of the of the learning here. And so why is it, first off, do you think that people get so weirded out by silence, by being out in nature, by not, not being able to hear anything? Like, Why is it so uncomfortable for human beings, especially Western people, to be able to sit in silence? Why is everybody like, oh, I can't sit still. I always got to be doing something. Why do you think that is?
1: Um, a lot of it is the way society is programmed now. People are watching us on this little phone right now on this little screen, and there's dopamine hits through the interaction. Um, we have the TVs. We have all of this comfortable stuff, and that 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 creates this blanket that we're really comfortable in and there's always these sounds there's electronic sounds there's the cars so we grew up with that and then when you when you get out of that and everything goes silent everything just kind of feels off or wrong or so you're you're out of your environment it doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's bad or wrong it's just it just feels so different um the same it's the same actually with with going into psychedelics because it 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 quiets everything it, it's it's weird because a lot of times it's really noisy but it quiets everything and you just have to deal with you right and so when it gets my wife doesn't like it when the when it gets too quiet in the house even with all of the buzzing and stuff she has to have like a music on or this on or this on to create just a little distraction in the brain to c- create a little sound so that she doesn't have to just be with herself right when it gets quiet and you're just with yourself then then life comes at you in a much different way and it can feel really heavy just being you yes and that that sense of ness, that holy cow this is me that really scares people because in this society we're so much out of our bodies we're so much in the other people's lives that when it gets quiet and it's just us we're all like this is me this is what i am i don't yeah. like this 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 feeling it's like but that feeling is the important part that right. you that that centered and distracting yourself from you all of the time is kind of where the problems do start to come in so i don't like the way this feels i'm going to distract myself with music with food with with this with the other things so i don't have to be
0: me right that totally makes and, sense right and yeah. So,
1: right but we, we, you know a lot of people who get into to to drugs yeah. um at, at, for whatever reason they start it, there's Lots of reasons to start, but one of the reasons to, to continue is because there's a little bit of themselves that they get to cover and that they get to to hide from. Right, and right. The, people, people go into drugs thinking it's like, oh, I'm looking for something. But really, yeah. They're, yeah. they're hiding. They're putting a, a Band-Aid on a wound. They're moving away from something. Um, sometimes they'll talk about like chasing a high or going after that first chasing the demon or chasing the dragon. But, but that dragon, um, it's, it's a wound. It's a quietness. It's, it's who you are. It's, it's part of what you're avoiding in yourself. Yeah. And so feeling good in that area, you feel bad, that that first band-aid cover is like yes i yes. feel better and then you keep putting that on and putting that on and the problem festers underneath of that yes. and it gets worse and worse and worse and so you have to take that band-aid off you have to get out of that and get into yourself and find yourself again to be able to go back out into life so dude so true you
0: know, yeah i i I have a real good friend that's watching us right now. Shout out to Mr. Sean. Sean, what's up? Uh, he is a veteran. Thank you for your service. And I know that Sean just asked a question. He, you know, he was asking. You know, have we ever dealt with any experiences with drugs or addiction? And I want to get into that in one second. I know Sean has overcome addiction and to be sober. And he talks a lot about veteran PTSD, and that really falls in line her with what it is that we're talking about now, not just with veterans, but with ways to handle these stresses and and really this these dis eases that are energetically created in our life. And so, you know, for to answer Sean's question, I know he knows my backstory, but to the audience, you know, Herb is what you're talking about. I dealt with drug, severe drug addiction for most of my life. And what I didn't know then, but I clearly know now is that the reason I was always getting high is because when I was using drugs, it was the only time I could be present. It was like the only time I could shut my mind down and be right here. And what I was actually addicted to was that feeling of being right now now i was doing it in a very unhealthy way but that's what that was what originally let it in, led me into it i know now from therapy and getting sober and doing work with people like you that you know, I suffered from a form of PTSD from growing up with my stepfather. I suffered from all these different things and, and I couldn't be alone because when I sat alone, it was just so much self-deprecation, self-judgment, um, unworthiness. And it, and it felt so icky that I always had to be good doing something, uh, lifting weights, building a business, doing drugs, partying, having drinks, um, you know, shopping. Like the list goes on and on to things that we use to distract ourselves from actually being in the moment and i know that you know for me being it, moving to montana and being able to go in any direction like more than two miles and you're out of service from anything i mean it, to drive in the back country like to drive out there by yourself up in the mountains when there's nothing around it was such a healing feeling but it was i would cry so often because i'm just left there with just me like just me to sit and process the pain, to feel the pain. And I do want to get into that because I want to talk about that at more of a cellular level and a frequency and vibration here in a little bit. But first, let's get into the psychedelic medicine. Let's kind of start from the beginning because I want to ask some specific questions to you. Go ahead.
1: I want to go back for, for just a second please, and, and please. go back to to the veterans because um, I, I have a lot of traumatic brain injuries that that kind of took my life apart so a lot of the stuff that I'm doing is in is based around that and I actually did psychedelics for 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 quite a few different kinds before um, I got in touch with the with a veterans group my wife um, was with the veterans group and they helped me get to what's called an ibogaine treatment Um, so I had done ayahuasca Uh, Mushrooms. I've done several other things, trying to to fix fix what was wrong, Um, but none none of those actually were able to get me to where I needed. And ibogaine um, is a different kind of a substance. It actually goes in and repairs brain cells. And for a lot of veterans who have done a lot of a lot of work and nothing seems to be helping, ibogaine is is a different kind of they call it the master it's 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 the top it it does stuff to you that that none others will and so if if you are um if you have tried a lot of things and you do still need help um hit me up i know i know several veterans organizations who help veterans get to these treatments um get to mexico find out about it there's um there's No Fallen Heroes from my friend Wiz Buckley and um, Marcus Capone from um, vetsolutions.org And Vets was Veterans Exploring Treatment Solutions. So they, they it was about a year and a half ago where I got my first Ibogaine treatment and it totally saved my life.
0: So, so you've mentioned that a number, number of times. Now I'm not familiar with Ibogaine. So for anybody that's listening right now, will you just give us like a little brief summary or... Our description of what that is—is is it something that is it like a, like something that you drink, like ayahuasca? Uh, something that you ingest? Like what is it? What is the experience like? How long does it last? And do you go back for multiple treatments, or kind of summarize that a little bit?
1: Um, it it kind of depends on your level of trauma. Uh, there are a lot of people who have been able to go in one time and it does enough repair to to get you back online. Um, Ibogaine is a, a root from the iboga tree in Gabon, Africa. And it was discovered when um, a hunter killed an animal that was eating the root. And then when they ate the animal, they started talking with their ancestors.
0: Wow. And they
1: tracked it back to this root. And so they eat it raw. They have ceremonies. It's, it's the Bwiti tribe, B-W-I-T-I um, absolutely wretched music. <laughs> um, so the ceremonies have really loud, crazy, horrible music, but it's designed to like shake the brain up and not let you settle on anything while you're listening to it. Um, but Ibogaine actually goes in. So Ibogaine is also incredibly good for people who have opiate addictions
0: mm. because
1: the Ibogaine goes in and actually repairs the dendrites and the holes in those brain cells. So people who have lifelong opiate addictions can go in and in one treatment, remove the physical symptoms of the addiction of opiate. Um, Ibogaine also helps get rid of like mold toxins. Ibogaine is incredibly detoxing of anything natural. Um, Some of the, if you're on man-made drugs and um, other opiates like Suboxone that are the long-acting it doesn't do well with with other kind of chemicals but if you have so if you if you are on those they need you to switch you back to a short-term opiate to get you off but these this this ibogaine is just incredible um, for me I, I need to go back it actually it's one of the few medicines where I've had a sense of another communicating with me
0: right like how so?
1: Um, I got, it, it, it took a really long time, but I was told that I have to come back, that there's more damage that it has to repair before it goes into the more spiritual work with me. So ibogaine, and it sounds really weird to say this stuff because I've, I've, like I said, I've gone into so many medicines, looking for God, looking for that spiritual, looking for that otherness, and then into Ibogaine where I wasn't looking for it. To have that kind of sense come to me, but still not it's not what I'm expecting. It's not what it's kind of weird, but
0: yeah. So but I mean Yeah, go no, ahead. Well, I was gonna say because you what they don't know about you is like you mentioned earlier, but you suffered a traumatic brain injury that literally changed who you are, almost like at a core level. And so these things that you're saying everybody kind of arrives differently at these, these experiences. But at the end of the day, what we're talking about is the ability for a plant medicine, something that our creator, whatever you believe him to be, gave us to be able to experience life in a, in a, in a more healing and profound way. And so it's interesting because before I met you, I never even heard of Ivo game. We got one of my good friends again, Sean on here. He's like, yo, does he have a link? Like, cause Sean is, Sean, I would say millions of people at this point, I know because of TikTok, follow Sean and his veteran advice and the work that he's doing to help veterans overcome addiction and PTSD. So I'm going to connect you two after this. It's a, it's a, a, the magic between you two and the uh, people that you could help is, I don't even ever even thought about it before. So I'm really glad that uh, Sean is here, but uh, no coincidences. It's uh, always amazing how the universe calls in these people that we need. But back to what we're talking about with psychedelics, Herb, let me ask you this. There's, so, there's all kinds of different psychedelic... Uh, Um, options out there. Okay. When I was going to do my first one, I had scoffed at it. I told my buddy, I'm like, I will never do that, Larry. I I will not come back the same. And I avoided it for almost, uh, almost a whole year until I found myself in a space where I couldn't really even wiggle my way out of it. Now, for me personally, I was experiencing a lot of like actual physical symptoms from stress and anxiety and addiction. And I just didn't know where to turn or what to do. So before we get into more talk, I want to say something to uh, basically to Sean, but also to you coach. Like if there's somebody listening to this right now, you know, and and they're interested in what it is, is there a website they should go to or should they just reach out to you personally to get more information or to have contacts with who it is that like you, that you can get them in touch with or just real briefly, like what, what can people do to get more in-depth information outside of this live?
1: Well, selfishly, I would, I would have them just contact me. Um, However, I can't handle it all. There are so many people that really need help, um, but you
0: can get the people connected to the people that they need to right. connect to, correct? Yeah.
1: Yes. What What I would recommend would be being true to you. That is the coaching program that I went through for alcoholic or for alcohol recovery and um, psychedelic integration. Yeah. So I, I've done basically done this my whole life but then i finally went and got the the proper certification yeah. and being true to you has a lot of coaches for a, a lot of different reasons and if you're going to do this work find a coach first find somebody who is informed because there are so many different kinds of psychedelics and they aren't they don't don't all do yeah. the same thing
0: yeah. Um, yeah.
1: some of them take you to some specific places. So for like MDMA um, is uh, ecstasy is, is what they call it on the street. Um, but that can take you to a very safe, loving place where you can look at really dark things in your life without having to stress. So there's a lot of MDMA therapy sessions that's coming online now where you can go talk to a psychotherapist with MDMA and really get into your stuff without having to go through the trauma. 100%. Um, there there's um there's really, really short acting ones for people who, who who don't have the time to commit and they can get that sense and see if that's more something that they want to go into and that would be like the dmts and the and the five meo dmts right but again one of the things you have to realize is that speed has a price okay um if if you the, the this takes years off of therapy this takes years off of work it can really zero in on what you need to do but there's a cost to that um if you do it over years you can like gently go into it you can but if you if you do this and you have an issue you got to do like years worth of work in wow. one night
0: okay yeah.
1: now if you're desperate if you're like messed up is like oh dude my life has got to change you know that's a great way to to go to to do it and, and you go into a really heavy ceremony like, like the one i'm putting on at the end of the month which is a which is a week-long ceremony with multiple nights of ceremony that's that's for deep i gotta get this yes. going work um, yes and th- so there's there's different levels there are like getting your toes wet so that you can kind of start to see life. And that's some people just need that. They just need awakened. They right. don't need to go in and, and go through it. So if, if this is calling you find a coach, talk about your intentions and what's going on, find somebody that, that really can help you because, because even you might not need the net medicine if you're working with a medicine man, Yeah, because they they do this enough that they can help guide you to the breath work that you're gonna to need to do, to a lot of the, some of the energy work that you're gonna to wanna to do ahead of this. So a lot of the preparation work for an energy journey is enough for most people that they wouldn't need to do it
0: anyway. I, I absolutely love that advice. And, and there's a, that brings up something in me that, that is something I preach, right? And I always tell people, you know, in my business, which is a business of teaching people how to speak. You know, Anybody that's watching this or listening to this is probably the same vein that we are, is they're entrepreneurs or people that wanna go out and make a big difference, but they're all dealing with their own shit. And so the first thing that I'll say is that if you're listening or watching this right now, you know how much I believe in coaching. You know that the biggest mistake that we made in schools was that nobody told us, hey, whatever you wanna learn or experience, just go out and find somebody who's already having success doing it and then learn and experience it from them. Like it's literally that simple. If you wanna get paid to speak, you can go out and do that shit on your own and try to figure it out. Or you can just come come to me and I'll just tell you this is exactly how you do it. Now, this is the biggest mistake I made with psychedelic medicine, Herb. And this is something that you I have talked about. And it's really the one thing I wanted to get into today for anybody that's thinking about taking a journey for themselves. I fucked up. I did not have a coach. I did not have a support system. I had absolutely nothing when I did my first experience. So here I am in Thailand. Uh, Quick synopsis, and then we're going to get into some questions I want to ask you. For anybody that's listening that doesn't know the story, basically, I've been building a business since 2016, really started to scale it. In 2019, I started to become fully aware of the fact that I can manifest anything I've ever wanted. And I know now, but I didn't know then that there was a deep rooted belief in me that said, oh, well, you already know, Marshall, that no matter how much success you have, the people that want to love you are never gonna love you. So well, the way that it reverberated in my reality was, oh, now you think that you have the success you want? That's what, you don't get it. And so it manifests as a physical pain inside of me, and I thought I was dying. So I, when I got invited to this seven-day seven uh, re- business retreat to speak at in Thailand, I flew with my buddy, my real, my best friend, he took care of all the logistics at the time. I, best friend at the time took care of all my logistics and all this, um, and we just flew. And when I left LAX that day to fly over to Thailand, which to anybody that's ever done that 17 hour flight. And when I was getting on the plane, I thought it was only a seven hour flight. And then somebody's like, no, it's a 17 hour flight. And I was like, what? But uh, anyways, I digress. I thought, and Herb, I told you this just yesterday, I thought at that time, and I didn't tell even my best friend, Larry, I thought I was going to go to Thailand and die. And they were going to be like, yeah, he had this crazy aggressive cancer and he just died in Thailand and never came home. So when I got to Thailand for the business retreat and we're in like day four or something, I'm having a conversation with a couple of people there and I came clean. I said, I have this a massive pain in my stomach. I'm so scared that I'm dying. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And um, essentially they led me to my spiritual awakening. And they realized, what I realized, Herb, is that I was having an ego death. However, I wasn't ready for what was about to happen five days later. When the event was over, my buddy and I went out to an island called Ko right off the coast of Thailand, to this beautiful little tiny, like, luxury resort. And we took, well, it was a, synth- a synthetic psilocybin. It was called 4-ACO-DMT, but psilocybin, essentially. Took the psilocybin at 11 o'clock in the morning. And I went on the most profound journey of my entire life. I, to to s- summarize what it, what it was like, it would basically be like if the creator said time out. we zoomed out and it was like, uh, the only thing I can uh, uh, relate it to you is that if you've ever played Mario Brothers 3, if anybody's watching this, uh, the map, there's a map. Every time you go to a new stage, there's a map and your character moves around. And what happened is I zoomed out and the, the place, the resort I was at was that map. It wasn't that map, but it was a map. And I was simultaneously the creator. I was simultaneously God and myself the exact same time having a conversation with myself and understanding and comprehending back and forth, literally both people at the same time. I still can't even explain it. And he takes me or I take me or whatever. We walk through this journey for like five hours and it's this profound experience of what my life could be like. And at the very, very, very end of it, right before I kind of came out of it, the overall message was, Marshall, you're sent me, specifically my character, you're sent here to be playful. You're sent here to bring joy and be playful. And when I kind of came out of it, it was this overwhelming, like, knowingness, Herb, that I have done this before. And even more than that. It was an overwhelming knowingness that the last life that I lived or a past life, and I, listen, at the time, I didn't believe in past lives. If anybody's that's watching this, I, I I didn't know anything about any of this. I, didn't, I wasn't trying to formulate this. It was never something I even thought of. I came out, and I knew without a doubt that I had done this before, and the reason that my stomach hurt is because I was murdered in my last life for becoming too, like, Like a tyrant, maybe like the power had gone, whatever power I had got to me and I used it for the wrong things or maybe self-serving. And it was like, I, I had this knowingness that was so close to whatever this thing was supposed to be in this last life. But somebody killed me because of something I did. And even to this day, I don't know any more about it than that. Now, Herb, I tell you that and to tell our audience is that when I came out of the journey that night, I had this knowing this, that nothing mattered. Like literally nothing in this universe mattered and none none of it was real. And the only thing that mattered was love. And and I still even now close my eyes. And I try to go back to those moments of that evening when I was staring at the sky and I try to find that that knowingness and peace. And it's sometimes still hard to get back. It's like almost impossible to get back to uh, for me right now. Now to take this story back to what we're talking about as far as coaching and finding help and what I did to how I fucked up, I... I It was the bumpiest, roughest, most crashing ride over the last three years I could have ever experienced because it broke my world apart. And when I got back to San Diego and into my business, I realized that the entire world that I built, all the friends that I had, the business that I built, the life that I I literally killed myself for wasn't real. Not like real, like, oh, none of this here is real. Like, it was all fake. It was all built and predicated on fakeness. And it tore me apart and I literally almost died. And I ended up, you know, burning down my business. I shun all of my friends. I leave San Diego after 13 years and I moved to the mountains because I'm like, literally, I never want to be seen again. I'm never coaching again. I'm never speaking again. I don't, I don't want fucking money. I don't want anything like, and I was lost, dude, like lost in the freaking woods or like Moses wandering in the desert, right? And it, I know now that Herb, I was like, I, I know I couldn't have been, but I look back and wish I'd had somebody exactly, I wish I had had you. Because now tell me a little bit about what, what is this a common mistake people make? How does a coach help you through this process? And why do people need to not do this alone? Like I did, like I fucked up. So like, what's the story with that? And what can you, what do you gather? Can you unpack from everything I just dumped on you?
1: So yes, it's a common mistake. I, I made it. My first journey was a two night ayahuasca journey and I was so not prepared. I had no idea what the ceremony was like. There was, I I just knew that I was in a rough spot and I needed a change. So um, I jumped into it, had an absolutely miserable experience. um, And didn't understand any of the stuff that happened to me. However, after the after the experience for the next three or four weeks, it was like the two nights were, were terrible. And I went home never doing this again. Out of my world. Screw all of that. Um, but then on the drive home, it was a six hour drive home. And on that drive home, there was so much information and download and review of what started that by the time I got home, i was so blown away it took me three weeks to to go through all of the stuff that happened in those two nights um and it really changed my life but again in a really rough way because life stops making sense like you said it's like you know that going to work and paying bills and living in the concrete jungle has absolutely nothing do with why we're here. Okay. However, the 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 duality of this world is you have to be able to do that stuff to exist currently in this in this society in this framework so that we can do we can be the way we're supposed to be. So we have to do all of this third dimensional living stuff paying the bills so that we can be human and have the the god experience of interacting with other beings and trying to it, it, grow life because that's really why we're here it, it's not to make money it's not to have kids it's it, well that, that's kind of part of it because we are life we need to it, it, keep growing but the the greater part of it is to expand humanity expand life to find new glorious ways to be and to help each other and to overcome because we are all standing on the shoulders of the people who came before us this little this little screen that i'm talking into and i'm talking to people thousands of miles away like like you're in montana i'm in oregon that is absolutely miraculous absolutely to have a live conversation and this was thought of by people and growing and if if we get out of our competition mindset and more into a cooperation mindset then we can cooperate life and this planet into such an amazing amazing garden that that it was meant to be from the start but the the distortions in the energy the the people who forgot and are disassociated from that aspect of life who think it 's about money or think it 's about this, who get caught up in the the television show of life instead of the living of it that that separation is is where a lot of these mm. problems come in, and then that the medicine, like i said it 's not a magic pill, but what it does is it, is it puts a little crack in that this is what it is, and it shows you the the production underneath and once you start getting a hold of the production and start looking at what's actually underneath and going on then your life is going to change yeah and so i did psychedelics for for three and a half years before i finally got my coach and part of when when i got a hold of the vet when when my wife got a hold of the veterans and they helped me go to ibogaine the coaching was actually part of the requirement of doing this. Okay. And by the, the the first three sessions, even before I got into my Ibogaine journey, the first three sessions helped me understand the previous three years of of work that I did and helped understand a lot of the work that i had already done where i'd keep going into it with questions and looking and what's going on and i'm trying to figure it out and then i got a coach and they're like oh hey look at this look at this here's how you can put this together and suddenly it's like holy cow three years of my struggling and battling with myself it's interesting and then and then a coach says oh hey look here's this path you walk through this you go and suddenly it's like oh wow and that's what i am hoping to give and that's why i've started this because i struggled for years you struggled for years yeah. um a couple of weeks ago i was in a restaurant and i heard some people talking about psychedelics and another table over this lady started freaking out because years ago her friends had given her a bunch of psilocybin and she like got locked in a room for a week talking to purple people and still years later was freaked out about it. And just five minutes of talking with her and, and giving her a little bit of, of understanding. And then, and then I did send her off to being true to you because she was like frantic. Her, her, her core had been shattered. And so, right. So just, just that five minute conversation and the look of hope that she was going to get some response around that just brought her back and lo- so there's a it. lot of people who are doing this in desperation and inspiration and just for fun or whatever and they get they get into places that they don't know how to deal with and that was even, me even years later coaching can help you make sense of that and put that into perspective because even though it was three years ago, it was so important to you. It was so amazing. It was so impactful that that is something that you're never going to forget.
0: Never. I, I literally, when I was on the plane ride home the, that, the, that next day, I, uh, I will also say that the day that it happened was a full moon. Um, of, and it was a, the Libra full moon, which is actually my sun sign, right? So like no coincidences. But I actually on the plane ride home I was like I, I, something about spirit was telling me that I'm, I'm supposed to make like a, a film about this. Um, and so, who knows? Whatever happens, is I, I wanted to title it "The Day I Met God" because for me, that's where I met met my Creator. I built a relationship with that Creator when I got out into nature. So when I got here to Montana, the reflection of Spirit or God or whatever you want to call it, I find in nature specifically, and that's when I started to really build that relationship with with a higher presence and for myself. So I want to ask you something. Well, first off to the audience, if you guys are enjoying this conversation, do me a favor. Again, if you haven't shared this out with somebody, do that. Send this link. Send it. Put it in your story. Put it on your timeline. Give us a like. Give us a love. Let us know that you're here with us. And the other thing I'll say before I move on is that Herb is right. Being true to you is out there and all these things. If you go to be true to you, they're going to have to find you a coach that fits for you and all the things. Herb is already certified from be true to you. So Herb is being humble. But like if you need help, talk to Coach Herb. He's the dude to do it. If he can't help you, he will get you in contact with the people or the organizations that you can. I've watched him do his work many, many times. I've heard multiple stories. I've been partnered with him for the last six months. We have been doing all these things and he just continues to change lives. So I'm telling you, that if you are interested in anything we're talking about, I fully endorse him. Actually a real good friend of mine that I met via social media, another uh, sober uh, uh, brother or sister, sober sister, uh, December is watching this. And December is a veteran and also thank you for your service. Um, She has been wanting to figure out how to help more people. And once she got sober, she found me online through our sobriety and uh, we kind of built a relationship. And then she started connecting with the people that I'm connected with and she found Coach Herb and then Coach Herb got her connected with Be U. You. And uh, December, congratulations, just found out that the VA uh, is actually going to pay for her to get certified to be able to help other people do this. So I'm telling you, even if you don't sit with Herb and sit with the medicine and do the energy work with that medicine, If you're seeing this, Coach Herb is meant to be in your life for some reason. He was meant to find December so he could help connect her to take the next step to facilitate this, to become that leader, to be be able to do those things. And so um, I appreciate the humility, Herb, but um, go to Coach Herb. He can help you. The next thing I want to ask you, Coach, is that you keep saying something that's very prevalent to me. And you keep saying that these things can work even years later. And so – When I had my experience with psilocybin, about six months later, I took a trip to Mexico with my same buddy to sit with Mother Aya for an ayahuasca ceremony. When we were getting ready to go in that night, the shaman was doing all the things that we do. We were setting the intentions, and he reminded us that we may not find what we're looking for tonight. And in some cases, it may be months or even years later that Mother Aya brings you the message that you're supposed to know. But he said that the, the the medicine always knows. Like, don't question it because the medicine always knows. Now, he described it in a way that said that Mother Aya uh, brings light. She's not really there to tell you anything but to shine light on the things that you are not necessarily uh, you know addressing. And so my experience with ayahuasca was different because – I I did that that first night and they said hey you get one dose if you need a second one we we'll give you another one but you probably just just try to to it's fear with one. I was like one of the only people out of seventeen that took a second dose and I was the only person that night that didn't that quote unquote didn't go in. My buddy, him and I, our friendship fell apart shortly after that. He had the most life changing experience ever and everybody else we woke up the next morning and they were crying and just profound transformations. And I remember that next morning, I, I was so angry, Herb. I was so fucking mad because I knew that ayahuasca was supposed to be the thing that finally got me over the hump. And when I woke up that morning, I was the only person that didn't get in. Now the shaman, whether it was true or not, if you, I don't know, but he was like, listen, that often happens almost every ceremony because one person has to stand as the gatekeeper for everybody else to do their thing. So whether that was true or not, I can look back on the experience now and listen to what you're saying. And I can say that for anybody that's listening that my ego, yes, was disappointing that moment, but knowing, what I know now, mother, I has been assisting me for the last few years and working through me. And I've only done one more plant medicine journey. And that was just a few months ago. Um, I was psilocybin and it was a, Weird experience, but I'm sure it was what it was supposed to be. But that being a herb is like, do you see that often? Is that what you're saying that you did? Is that, that, that the plant medicine has worked beyond just sitting with it? Like, what's the story with that?
1: Oh yeah. Um, so even more so with Ibogaine, as soon as you make a decision to go on an Ibogaine journey, your life is going to start being different. Um, it also works with AYA, but it's a lot more subtle with Ibogaine. It's a little more, it's a little more in your face. But um, if, when you make the decision to take, especially Ayahuasca or Ibogaine, those, there's a spirit of the medicine that they call that. Um, and that will start working in your life before you take it. Mm. and And, yeah, so part of, part of preparation for these journeys is also letting people know to not make life decisions for like two oh. weeks or four weeks after a journey. I
0: <laughs> wish somebody would have told me that. Okay,
1: because the first, the first 30 days, there's so much going on. There's this, this crush. It's like, oh my God, I got to change everything. No, yes. you don't you don't there's a couple of really small changes you need to make that will um cuz these changes are really really deep under the bedrock of who you are and if you put a big rock a big change in there then you're just you're just going to rock and crumble and shatter but if you put like just a little stone it'll wiggle and crack and it'll slowly work its way up so you need to make little changes that that break these cracks cuz if you if you take a big change and you make a whole life change right afterwards then there's just too much going on and when that when that when that releases when that honeymoon effect is over then that pressure that that drive tends to fade away and and you can have totally blown up your life without before you're ready so yes so Along with coaching is, is the, the respect that you are go- that so much is going to change that you need to not make big changes in the macro of your life. Change your breathing, change your diet, make these little changes that will start first and, and then and then grasp the big things that you saw once you got the little aspects of your life in, in, in check.
0: That totally makes sense.
1: And and one other thing that that you said is is um, the experience that you had with the ayah. That that's called the nothing experience. And I've gone into a, an ayah ceremony and I have had a nothing experience and I felt very um, let down. But I also have had some intentions and and one of my intentions was to stop the chatter and to just calm and. After that night, and I was talking with my coach, and she goes, She goes, Well, what was going on? And is like, there was nothing going on. It was so quiet, it was frustrating. I couldn't think a thought. And she goes, wow. Well, it wasn't one of your intentions to just to have a nice relaxing letting that all go? And it's like, Damn. Oh,
0: whoa, that's crazy.
1: I, I needed just to stop for a night. And so while it made me frustrated, while it wasn't yeah. what it wasn't what I expected, wanted. Yeah. It was what I had actually oh my, asked for and I, forgot.
0: Bro, that is what—that's
1: crazy. So,
0: that's that—that's my intention too.
1: Yeah. So, so there are there are wow. sevenish, sevenish experiences that most people have through ayahuasca, and I can't I can't necessarily name them all, but um, they're they're like hierarchical. They're not all the same but people have this kind of experience so the nothing experience people will have um a talking with somebody else experience people will have a grandmother eye experience where they actually have the grandmother eye guide come in so there's lots of different yes. experiences that people can have and if you like oh i want this one that's probably not the one you're gonna have
0: yeah <laughs> your, your amazing wife just said just drop some gold she said you get what you need not what you want and that's That's so absolutely true. Yeah, Herb, I want to be respectful of your time. So we're going to shut this down here in a second. I'll end with one last question. But again, listen, if you are watching this or listening to this right now, do me a favor. If you would like to see Coach Herb back on the show again, if you'd like another episode with him, comment below, let me know. If you're listening to this, uh, on a podcast, just shoot me a DM over on Instagram or on TikTok or Facebook. Let me know that you want to have Coach Herb back. I think this has been a tremendous conversation. Um, lastly, I want to ask you, Herb, before we, we shut this one down because I know literally we could you and I could go for hours about this and I think it's time that we create more of a series about this because it's information that we need to get out. You're the expert. I have a loud mouth. We should partner up <laughs> and do that. But uh, Julian says, yes, more Coach Herb for sure. So, Coach, I will ask you one last question. Um, I, I, for like, years and i don't know why but i have been feeling called to peyote what is the story with that is that a real thing like what like have you ever had any experience with that or what would what would that what is going on inside of me that makes me feel like i need to go sit in the desert with peyote
1: oh peyote peyote is the grandfather that's that's a whole that's a whole nother um and and i have done peyote um that was a weird Weird kind of experience that that ceremony that i went through um i've got a lot of fun stories for that <laughs> um yeah, oh yeah I, what do you mean what do you, what do you but, mean by the um, grandfather
0: what is that what is it what's peyote doing why why would my being you know me so why do you think that peyote would be calling to me
1: um peyote is kind of a trickster uh this was a weird one again because it's a very in introspective medicine it, it's not it's not it, it's not a psychoactive you don't see stuff but it really goes inside and you get deep in your thought um, I, I did it in a group and we would take turns going around the group talking about the stuff that we needed to, to deal with at that point and one of the really Interesting things about that whole whole thing is um, at no point point did I feel nauseous doing the peyote at all. It was everybody was talking, and then when it was my turn and I got up and talked what I wanted to talk, it all felt normal and the the moment I was done and the next person started, I threw up weird and it, it was that way. each person when they talked, they would do their talking, and then they would throw up. And it wasn't i i'm not sure other people necessarily noticed that, but it, it's like as soon as they got done talking as soon as they released, then the the physicalness yeah. of it released um, and this was another ceremony where, on the drive home with my friend after the ceremony, we got to talking about feelings and and what was going on and the ride home was so much more impactful and thought-provoking and amazing wow. than what was actually happening in ceremony. So, there, there, are the, the expectation that it all is in that time frame. Right. That yeah. You you had your nothing experience and were got mad. It's yeah. like no, there's that. Yeah. Goes for so long that don't don't think of it as this ends at the ceremony. Yeah, it starts before the ceremony, especially ibogaine ayahuasca. The big ones, the grandfather, grandmother, the the, the niños, the the mushrooms are more playful. They're they're the children. So those those don't have quite the draw, the intensity. But but the, the big ones, the, the big draws, the ayahuasca, the ibogaine, the the peyote, yeah. the, the big ceremonies, those go on for so much after the ceremony that that's why the coaching is so important and the aftercare and the integration, because three, four weeks later, you might go, oh, my gosh, this. And if you have somebody to talk to, it's like, yeah, this is how that comes in and you can incorporate that and here's some tools that you can use to make that easier in your life. Oh, you saw this and you need to make this change in your life. Here is a tool now that you can use to go ahead and and move in that direction. So coaches, I don't I don't give the medicine. I don't provide the medicine. Yeah. I just help people go into it, prepare for their life changes, and then afterwards, I can give them tools. So it's like, I need to make this change, yeah. I don't know how, it's like, here's a tool, here's a yeah. tool, what works for you? You're a guy. And so I'm not telling people what to do. When people say, hey, I need to do this, I help give them tools to make that possible.
0: And we'll, And we'll actually end on that because you actually are going to be facilitating a ceremony, a week-long ceremony, a medicine retreat that's coming up here at the end of January. You're facilitating yeah. it. You're calling the people in. You're helping them do the, the breath work, the energy work. But you've partnered up with the uh, actual real shaman who uh, makes the medicine and will be administering the medicine. And so yeah. I know there's not a lot of spots left. I know that's going to be a big deal. But if somebody's watching this, listening to this right now, and they ha- and they know that they like, I've been looking and waiting for the experience. Her, I don't want to go to a jungle. I don't want to hop on a jet to a third world country. Like, what is the story? What is this medicine retreat about? You know, briefly, what is the experience going to be like that's coming up in January for anybody that's interested in joining you for that medicine retreat? Or at the very least, if somebody that's listening to this and is like, yo, I know somebody that needs this, that's been wanting this experience. What is that? What is this upcoming ceremony January 29th going to be like?
1: Um, Currently, I have it set up for it's going to be a week. We're coming in on a Sunday and we're leaving on a Sunday. There, there's going to be four nights of ceremony. So Monday and Tuesday, we're going to have ceremony. Wednesday will be a break day. Thursday, Friday, we'll have ceremony. Um, the ceremonies are overnight. They usually start um, like seven or eight o'clock so that it's dark, that you get your time. So um, there's going, we're going to, it's going to be in Washington and I have a sweat leader there. So we're going to be going oh, to that, a sweat lodge.
0: That's right. A sweat lodge too. That's gangster. We're going
1: to be doing breath work. Um, yoga, journaling, we'll be creating tools to um, to get you ready for the journey and also to prepare or to, to integrate afterwards. There's going to be um, group classes and individual coaching sessions for the two weeks before the, the ceremony and group integration and and personal coaching for, for three months after. Wow. Um, a lot of the industry right now is like, hey, go do this and boom you're off go figure it out yourself this isn't that this is this is a a care package this is this isn't tourism this is i need help i want to change change my life and not only is it the medicine but it's me afterwards so so if you if you're interested in that um two weeks so are the closing of is the 11th because i want two weeks to to be able to prepare you um going into ayah if you have a, a cleaner system um, with with cleaner foods then your journey will be better so preparing and getting making sure that that <laughs> that everything is in order for you to have the best possibility to to make the changes that you need
0: Well, there's zero doubt uh, in my mind that you are one of the best facilitators of men for the job in the entire country. So whether it's this one that's coming up here at the end of January, maybe you're listening to this at a later date and you've already missed that one. Just do me a favor, go add Coach Herb on your favorite social media platform. Just reach out to him, send him a DM. Um, He is not really a technological guy, so he might not get back to you in the first 24 hours, but he will get back to you. Or his lovely wife, Christina, will help him get in touch with you. But If you really want to make a change in your life and you've been seeking deep healing, more truth, a deeper connection to your life, uh, I have zero doubt that coach Herb is the man that you need to talk to. So coach, thank you so much for being here. Uh, The verdict so far is coming in. They want more coach Herb. So we'll have to plan another one of these shows, but I know you're busy. I know you got a lot going on. I appreciate your time, your wisdom, your knowledge, holding and creating this space for us, brother. You are loved. And uh, thanks again, ma'am.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I have had an absolute wonderful time. Awesome. And and thank you for providing this platform. It's so, so totally appreciated because this this needs to get out just to help people.
0: I couldn't agree more. So there you have it. My psycho-spirituality coach, Herbert Hey, Averett. Go meet him. Go uh, work with him. Get your ass out to Washington or out to Oregon with him uh, for the medicine retreat that's coming up at the end of January. Coach, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. There- We have a Gillen gang another episode of the Marshall Gillen show. I love talking about this stuff. Listen, I'll tell you what, man If you want to learn how to get paid to speak if you want to know how to build a business or build a brand online like I geek out on that stuff I love storytelling, but the older I get the more I become a father more of a community leader becoming a husband It's like the things that really matter are deeper than this Western world deeper than the material world we came back in this lifetime because our being had to experience what it's like to be alive in this paradigm in this, in this realm. So I'm not like, vil, like vil, villainizing or anything like that. Like any of the things that are happening out there or money or, or building a business, like, we came back during this time for a reason. So I, I'm, I love building businesses. I love getting people to help. I love helping people tell their stories and get paid to speak. But more than that, I love having these deep, real conversations with real people like Coach Herb. So if you're listening to this episode, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. I know you can literally be out there listening to anything, doing anything else. So the fact that you're here with me, that you tune into the show, that you're subscribed, it really means the world to me. I love you all. Never forget your message, your message. Go out there and share your story with the world. Inspire somebody to be more, have more, and do more. And who knows, maybe even save a life. I love you guys, and we'll see you next time.